Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. This boy's is second to none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 823 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I am your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight it is, yep, it's that time again, patch notes. Yep, we got uh, patch 13.17, which is a behemoth of a patch, so we will try our best to get through it in as expeditious a manner as possible. But uh, yeah, before we get into that, let's 
Guys, let's do the normal banter. I like that I called it out and, and made it seem like it's a, a pre-planned step of what we're going to talk about. But, Bomo, how you doing, man? Pretty good. It's only been a couple days since yeah. I talked to you last. Um, just been playing solo nice. queue. Did you get a haircut? Pretty much it. Oh. No. I'm actually growing out my hair. <laughs> Never mind. It's, it's pulled back behind my Okay, my that makes sense set. then. Because I just showered from coming okay. back from the gym. Cool. Cool, cool. John, it's been, uh, what, like a week and a half or so? How you been, man? I've been great. Um, been busy with work, but uh, playing some league. I mean, people have been playing a good bit of normals. Uh, nice. A bit of ARAM. Uh, we just with some of my buddies. But, um, yeah, been doing good. Nice. How have you Glad been, to hear Eric? It. Thank you for asking. I've been good. Um yeah, uh, played some league so far in the last couple of days. I went on like a five-game solo queue losing streak and then won a couple. So yeah, even I did find out that um, I was at Emerald 4-0 LP and lost four games in a row, and I didn't demote at all. So there is like still a demotion shield between the tiers, which I was not aware was a thing. But I do know that now. Uh, I did not outside know that of that, just drove back from the airport. Um my girlfriend's going back to Minnesota to visit her family for a few days and then into the long uh, holiday weekend. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's just me and Jojo the dog for the next five or six days. We're going to have a ball. Although she... Eric's ready to just gang 24-7. I already basically. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that constantly. I'm going to play much more, like, more games than normal, but... Yeah, still going to go out on a hike probably on like Saturday or Sunday. We'll see. I'm going to go walk to like neighborhood bar once, maybe twice. Not sure. I got uh, I got a few like nostalgia fun things planned for myself. Like I got a whole bunch of pizza bagels in the freezer that I'm ready to dive into at some point. Um, I also found out I was furiously Googling last night and found out that uh, all of the episodes of Dragon Tales are on YouTube. And I haven't watched, I mean, I haven't watched that show since I was a little kid, but like, I think it's going to be really good or it's going to be terrible and I'm going to ruin that experience for myself as a kid. Did either of you guys ever watch Dragon Tales? Yeah, I remember, yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. I did. Yeah. So they're all on YouTube and PBS. It's not by PBS, like, because it is a PBS, like, show, but uh, they haven't taken them down. So I'm going to watch them. There's like 40 episodes per season or something. I'm not going to watch the whole, like, all three seasons. That'd be insanity, but... Um, I'm gonna watch some of that and should be pretty fun. Looking forward to it. How could if there is a a substance that is legal in Colorado that you can consume to help you watch Dragon Tales? You're talking about recently decriminalized uh, psilocybin mushrooms, correct? <laughs> no, that sure, is a, that, that works is not too. What I will be ingesting at all? I I I wouldn't even know where to find it. I'll be honest. Even if I wanted to, which I don't, because I'm one of those people that. If I were going to participate in psychedelics, uh, I don't know. I would have. I'm pretty sure I'd have a bad trip because I'm. I mentally would be worried about having a bad trip and then have a bad trip because of it, Um, which I'm. Which is the experience from like talking to some friends that have that have partaken in the past. That's uh, what they've told me. So it's it's not for me. But yeah, I I might uh, wander down to the dispensary. Um, we'll see. 
Yeah, there's like three within a two block radius of my apartment. So, so easy access. Exactly. If, if, if Dragon Tails require, if it calls your name, then Dragon Tails. It's right a few blocks down the road. Yeah, exactly. There's even a drive-through one, so if I want to like order ahead of time and pick it up on the way back from my hike, I can just like show up and pick up my uh, paraphernalia through the window and be on my way. But yeah. ex efficiency, so, no no exactly. time wasted there. Not at all. <laughs> nope. But uh, yeah, so um, let's get into the patch though, guys, because this one is a long one for sure. So there's uh, still Arena is now gone, I think. Uh, Arena is, or maybe it went away a little bit ago, but it is gone when I was on the client. Yeah, it's it's gone. So no more Arena, no more Arena balancing. Um, yeah, there the we're not gonna. I mean, you can't see them because this is an audio podcast but the skins that are coming out this patch i think look amazing personally but uh yeah and then if you're following any of the news with the new champion coming out they uh, are not being released this patch it may be 18 13.18 it may be 13.19 i do not know there is a cinematic out and then abilities have been i don't know if the abilities were a leak but the cinematic is official so Go check out that cinematic. It is very cool. Um, and I, I haven't looked at the abilities yet, but I'm excited from what all that I've heard. And it's a jungler, uh, or it's at least designed to be a jungler. So I'm excited about that. Because the last jungler they released was Belveth, and I have never played her in an actual game. And I hate what? It. You've not played her? She is pretty fun. She's yeah, pretty I fun. I played a lot of Belveth when she came out. Nope. I've played her in a practice tool, and... I didn't. I just didn't like the way that she felt much, and it, nah, it's not. It's not my style at all. There's too many button, too much button mashing and stuff like that. You know, I've been picking up Scion. I played a game of Crit Garen yesterday in Community Night. Like I've just been playing face rolly stuff. I will say, if anyone doesn't know what it looks like, go look up or go build some crit on Garen. His crit animation is glorious. He just, instead of like slashing his sword, he takes it and stabs it like an Aatrox empowered auto directly into the target. It's so cool. It is pretty sick. I've seen it before. Yeah. Yep. I went super troll though. I went Gale Force first, and then, I mean, it worked. I was nigh unkillable because I was facing a uh, Nefiri mid, and I kind of think that's actually. A very good. It was a very good matchup for me, but I went with that and had like a shield bow, and I built Essence Reaver later, and I didn't get my full hundred percent. I was at ninety five percent crit, but it was still really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. You didn't want to go Phantom Dancer? What about Phantom Dancer? I did Phantom Dancer. Yeah. So okay. I, I I guess I could look up what my build order was. Uh, I know I went Gale, well, I went Cull into Berserker Greaves into Gale Force. Um, let me see. Then it was, uh, and then Phantom Dancer, and then Shield Bow, and then Essence Reaver, and then I had a Crit Cloak. So, yeah, and I had, like, over 9 CS per minute as well, and had an 8 KDA. I was doing well. Yeah. Crit Garen, just living his best life. Living his best life, indeed. But, uh, Enough about my uh, me reveling in my uh, Garen spoils there. Let's talk about a champion that's actually getting changed, because Garen is not. Um, 
First one is Aatrox, though. Uh, Aatrox is getting a couple of... I mean, these are... These are nerfs, probably. It's listed as an adjustment, but realistically, they're probably nerfs. So there's no number changes at all. It's just they're changing the damage type from his enhanced passive auto from physical to magic damage, and the damage type of his W, the everything about it, from physical to magic. That's it. Um, so it no longer will benefit from lethality or armor pen or you know, uh, Black Cleaver, anything like that, it's going to be all magic damage. Seems like it's a small nerf, but it'll probably be bigger. It'll probably feel bigger than I'm thinking. What do you guys think about this? I think it's, um, I think it's nice because it'll tone down like the Dusk Blade. Yeah. Stuff like just full lethality, where he can just mm -hmm. one shot you with his full rotate, not even his Q, you know, it's like I don't know. His yeah, auto, it's Q, auto hits. W, yeah. auto, Q. Like you're basically dead before the third Q comes out, even. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a... I don't know. Like you said, I. it's hard to say. I don't, I mean, I don't play a ton of drugs, so... I don't know exactly how this is going to feel out, but... seems like a pretty good way to, I guess, accomplish that. Yeah, agreed. Bomo, any other thoughts? All right. Nope. Well, um, I was going to ask you to cover Akshan, but this basically is not even much of a change either. Uh, he is getting a slight buff. Well, maybe not a buff. Um, his health growth is going up by three. His armor growth is going up by 0.5, but his AD growth is going down by 0.5. So he's getting a little tankier while losing a little bit of damage. Uh probably overall a nerf because he's still not going to be a very tanky champion but it really is kind of this doesn't do very much at all I don't think especially because he has low base stats low base AD in general because of his dub, uh, double auto Bomo any thoughts about how this will affect uh, facing Akshan for you I haven't really seen him that much but it's, it's it, for me at least his kit feels a little weird um He's supposed to be like a mid lane eighty carry, but he has an ability that just lets you just dive in <laughs> to the enemy team. And I guess you can kite with it, but at the same time, you, there's like other ways to use it. Um, yeah, I actually haven't really seen that much, so I can't really comment too much. His win rate hasn't changed, change. nor is his pick rate so far. Uh, yeah. And we have like fifty three thousand. We have actually so far this patch. Oh wait. This is thir oh, 13, 17. I thought it was on live. It's it's not, or at least the stat sites are not reflecting it. Should be. U.GG uh, doesn't have uh, it. I mean, Does so... Lola Analytics says he's, let's see, 52.6% gold plus. They do have 13, 17. Okay, so U.GG is, uh, is not displaying it. Okay, so I gotta change my stat site for today. Yeah, it's really weird too, cause he's like a. He's one of those champions that don't have a lot of ability. Well, his W makes it so he only has two actual abilities he can use yeah. in lane, right? So the third one's mainly for for roaming. Um, so it's. If if you're saving your E for the entire. Uh, 
skirmish or waiting to use it to get out of a sticky situation. You really only have one ability, which makes it kind of hard to to play. Um, he's very, very committal, right? So you have the reset on the E if you do get a kill, but if you don't get a kill, it stops on the first champion hit or you can stop uh, swinging. But yeah, it seems... I don't know, I just haven't seen a lot of it, but I think it's partly due to his kit is kind of yeah. clunky. It doesn't feel like it should be a very smooth kit compared to a lot of the other champions. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Stats-wise, he's actually gone up in win rate, but I think that's more of a sample size thing than anything else. So, I think so, too. I think it's a very minor change, but like Bomo was saying, I don't really see him like uh, at all. Really, probably played and like the few one. times you do see him, they're really, really good, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he can get some some nice rooms off for sure with that his W. Also, he can just be like super sneaky and lame with his W. Yeah, that can be annoying, but he also has some pretty bad matchups. I think so. He I definitely does. Like on, I mean, if I'm, I'll look at last patch. Uh, he has sub. He has forty three percent against Anivia. Uh, he loses hard to Renekton, to Yasuo, to Nico and Pantheon. Malphite, like anything I'm that sure, can yeah. lock him down. Yeah, I'm sure Malphite. And then the stuff that he's beating was like Gangplank, Rise, like Vigor, Tristana, Silas, like anything that can't get onto him super easily, and he can harass. So that's Akshan then. Um. John, do you want to run through Blitz for us? Yeah, sure. So he's getting some changes to his base stats. Uh, base health is going up from 633 to 650. His MR, 28 to 32. His base attack speed from 0.65 to 0.625. And then his attack speed ratio, 0.7 to 0.625. I mean, these are all, like, pretty small changes. Um, and then on his passive, uh, the shield strength is going from 15 to 45% of his max mana to 30% of his max mana, just flat. Uh, his W mana cost is going down from 85 to 75. The bonus attack speed on his W um, is going from... It was 30 to 82, scaling to 82. Now it's 30, scaling to 70. So they're toning back the attack speed on that. Um, his E, the bonus physical damage, is going from 75% 80 to 100% 80. And the AP scaling is staying the same. Cost is going down on his E from 40 to 25 mana. And it says his E no longer deals a bonus 150% AD to 9 champions. So it looks like they're trying to take him out of the jungle, pretty much. Um, and then his R, they uh, are changing. They're adding it, so it's plus 2% of his maximum mana. is a multiplier on it. So it's still the same amount of AP scaling. It's still 50% AP scaling, but they added... Uh, plus 2% max mana into the calculation of his passive damage. So, a bunch of small changes, but then I think a few that are kind of trying to keep him out of the jungle and just so he's staying in support as his 
I mean, it's his most popular position. Kind of just want to keep him there, I guess. I guess I just wanted to see what Blitz Jungle, how that would look. So, I guess they're just yeah, taking I, it back now. Yeah, in, in the blurb, they actually say that they... Even when Blitz Jungle was good, no one it was not very popular. Really, no one wanted to play him. There, they were playing him still in support almost exclusively. Um, so they and he actually hasn't been very good in jungle. It's been like he's good in one or the other. They're saying so they're stripping out all those jungle changes, like you said, uh, to focus on balancing him around support, which I think is a healthy thing to do. Um, yeah, I agree. But with all of these, uh, with all the individual buffs, his win rate has actually jumped up by two percent. So he is now at a fifty-two point point four five percent, and last patch he was at like fifty and a half. So he's gone up by two percent or so. I mean, still early in the patch, but he has like eleven thousand games, and he's winning fifty-two and a half percent of the time. It's pretty good. So I'm guessing his ban rate will actually just rise. Uh, it was, I mean, like, it's already at 30%. Last patch, it was 25. It's going to go up, I think. I don't think it'll rival Zed levels or Nefiri levels right now of uh, ban rates, but it'll still be pretty high. Yeah, I think so, too. I can't wait till Goose gets back and we can see what he thinks about all these changes, because he hates playing against Blitz. He bans him every game. I think I'm a decent bit when I play ADC too. I, I hate playing against a good bullets. It's so annoying. Yeah. They completely change the game with one ability. Yeah. Yep. And then the the bullets laugh, of course, you know. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. And then his dan but his dance is very good. He does the the robot Macarena. Yep. So yeah, now you can be robot Macarena ing on people. Again. Yep. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, next uh, we have Elise here. So Elise's passive bonus magic damage on her spider form autos is going up by a flat two damage uh, at all ranks, and no other no changes to the ratios on that. And then the on hit healing on basic attacks is also going up by a flat two. That's per auto attack. So it's it's a little more important than it sounds with just a flat two each time. Um, and then her her cocoon stun duration, that's the human form E, was 1.6 to 2 seconds duration. Now it is 1.6 to 2.4. So it's the same level one, uh, and it scales up to be slightly longer. I don't know. I think the E duration is kind of whatever because she's burst. So if she's not able to burst you in kind of a second and a half, then it's not a big deal plus that's this is usually her third max uh i would think so she's not like she's already going to be at the point where she's fallen off pretty hard by the time this comes into effect um and then the autos changes on her spider form autos just help a little bit with being early uh early clear and uh early clear health i don't know i don't think this really does very much though for Elise personally yeah. but i mean Oh, good. I think she's going to get really strong in the pro meta. Um, I think the, the cocoon 
is kind of interesting. So I think was it season like five or six? They had a an Emacs Elise out of the jungle for a lot of pro play because of the stun duration. Because two point four seconds long. is a it's a pretty long time for for a stun. And if if you chain it with your laners, then they're they're pretty much guaranteed to kill like a Renekton Elise type of situation. If you get the empowered W on Renekton plus the the cocoon from Elise, then I don't know if you're gonna get away from that. So I I think maybe maybe solo queue not so much, but I might be looking out for her for pro players to pick her up and see if she dominates. Maybe maybe she might be a pretty important pick at Worlds. I could see that happening. I don't and and Renekton is good now too. So like there are and other champions that you might want to pair it with. Like if someone wanted to start picking like Pantheon solo lane, which is totally good and pros could be picking it, but that or I don't know other things that have point and click CC durations or strong CC related abilities, then Elise could pair well with them. That being said, I don't think that this is enough to push her into. Uh, extreme pro play relevancy. I mean, maybe like someone will play her, but um, still with lethality assassins being the kings of the jungle right now, uh, or the other champions that they're just not going to play. Like people hardly ever play a fiddlesticks or Evelyn, and they're just not going to play them. Um, it'll be. It's probably still just going to be like Maokai, Poppy, Wukong, Lee Sin, and a couple others. Uh, Skarner, perhaps at worlds i'd like to see elise like even though i don't think that she's uh i don't think she's a good champion generally um she's still kind of fun to watch in pro play so yeah and i think she's designed very well thematically i will say like her abilities all make sense and it and it it makes sense it's a well-designed champion even if i personally don't like it yeah i think it is well designed. cool um Elise doesn't also look like... Oh, I accidentally clicked on something there. Uh, if I look at win rate changes, so far it's up by 1.2%, and the pick rate has doubled. So maybe this is a little more impactful than we're thinking, in solo queue specifically. But um, it is worth noting that if you're pr below, I would say, Emerald or High Plat, don't play Elise at all, just because she falls off too fast for you to be relevant in mid to late game. As games go longer on average, the lower tiers you are down. Um, anyways, that is the rest of Elise. So, Bomo, do you want to take the missing link, Nar, for us? Sure. So, for Mega Nar, the Q damage is going up. So it was 25 to 205 based on level, and now it's 45 to 225 um, with the same AD ratio. And the W wallop in the Meganar form is increasing from 25 to 145 based on level to 45 to 165 per level. So it's just buffs all across for, for Meganar. What do you think this will result in? Do you think it'll move Nar at all upwards, or... Is this not enough to really change what's struggling for him? So I think his laning isn't an issue. I think what's hard about him is getting your fury at a certain point for a team fight. Um, but I think the damage for Q may be significant. 
in Meganar if you're able to pick up the boulder. But the W is mainly used for stuns, so I don't know how much that's going to affect it. But if you do land both for a single rotation, you're hitting them for an extra 40 yeah, damage. At level 11 be, or level 12, that is, yeah, does nothing. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. 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 Although, actually, now, so, <laughs> sorry, know. this is level two, actually, if you do that, that's an extra 40 as well. It's just 20 at everything per, per ability. So that, that makes a bit more of a difference. I think he's pretty, like, he's just not so good in solo queue right now. If he's good in solo queue, he's a problem in pro play. Yeah. Because he's a pro play geared champion. Um, I will say, I think that they could nerf some of his stats down, but if they gave him a way to intrinsically, like, in mini form, you have to actually be in combat to gain your fury. What if there was, like, uh, by using your R, like, you could, you could activate your R uh, in mini form that would damage you you like it would inflict like self damage in exchange for a bit of fury, um, and it would just be like a toggle basically. I think that would be a really interesting thing, and that would help him a lot solo queue wise. So you could just sit in a bush with ninety nine percent fury, and then as it starts to go down, you know, damage yourself for a hundred health or something like that, get it back up, and yeah, mega nard things. Yep, exactly. His win rate has gone down by like half a percent, but his pick rate doubled, so it's just people who weren't playing him before. So, um, oh, Hecarim time. Okay, uh, Hecarim's base mana is going up by three. Okay, he needed that. Um, his mana growth <laughs> is going down by 20. His base mana regen is going up by 0.5, and his mana regen growth is going up by 0.2. Uh, his Q rampage, the mana cost was 30 at all ranks. Now it is 28 to 20 with ability rank. And then the mana cost on his W was 50 to 90. Now it is 50 to 70. And then the Omni vamp, when you have it up, was 25% plus 2% of 100% bonus AD of damage dealt. Now it is a flat 20% of damage dealt. Uh, so the W is, in terms of efficacy, nerfed. Everything else is a buff, except for his mana growth here. Um, this seems a bit puzzling to me. If I read the blurb of what they're going for, his builds are very squishy. He's starting to go for Spear of Sojin, which is great, but... Uh, is still building Duskblade and Mana Immune. They're trying to lower his reliance on Mana Immune, and then if they'll continued, if he continues to build it, it'll provide less damage. If he doesn't build it, his mana issues won't be nearly as severe. By not having to build Mana Immune, he should be open to buy other fighter items instead. They're, they also uh, are buffing Spear of Sojin, so they have to adjust him in order for him not to just be megaly buffed. Um, so that's the that's why they're making these changes. This feels like, other than the W, I don't, none of this matters, I don't think. He's a jungler. Junglers don't have to deal with mana issues. That's like my favorite thing about the role. I don't ever have to look at my bottom bar, really. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
he early he runs out of mana if you're if you're spamming your Q. But I mean, still, it it really isn't an issue. Like you still actually can just spam it. Yeah, I mean, so unless they're gonna easier. try and you know give him extra minion killing power, minion specifically, and try and push him into a lane, but he's just not played anywhere else other than jungle. So then these mana things will mean something if he's played in a lane, but he's just not. There's no stats for it on op.gg. People don't play him there. So it just seems weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know if... I feel like that's a somewhat a bit of a weird way to accomplish trying to not make it so he doesn't build, like, Duskblade Man Immune. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, but we'll see. Okay, well, John, do you want to take Kane for us? Yeah. Kane, his WAD ratio is getting decreased. Um, the physical damage is going down by 5 at uh, every rank, and then, so it's 90 to 270, plus 130% bonus AD, and it's going to 85, scaling to 265, and then 110% bonus AD. So, bit of a nerf. I mean, he's, I think in solo queue, he was super good right now. So, he definitely needed to be toned down a little bit. But and then a quality of life change that they're doing is his um he now restores himself to max health and mana upon transforming into Shadow Assassin or Darken. So I guess that's just a small quality of life change too. But it's not near. It was kind of annoying when you would transform and then still have to just stand in fountain and yeah. wait for your health and mana. And then you start to lose the movement speed boost from that too. Yeah, that was annoying. But yeah, a little quality of life change, small nerf. I think it was needed. So So uh overall his blue form went down in pick rate. Uh his bent ban rate is down so far. And yeah, Shadow Assassin Kane, the win rate has dropped uh by about three percent. Um red form last patch was uh performing significantly worse than it is now so people are just swapping i think blue for red the people that are still playing cane because red cane also with some of these uh item changes that we'll go into got better as well so red cane is now the better form before it was blue cane for sure Yep. Um, cool. Next one is Kha'Zix. Yeah. Uh, Kha'Zix's QAD ratio has been decreased, so no bonus change, no uh, base changes at all. His Q used to do uh, 115% bonus AD, now it is 110% bonus AD. So a small touchdown. Kha'Zix has been very good in solo queue for a, a long time, uh, and they're just nerfing him because he's been at too high. I have a point for too long, so um, that's about it. I don't think this really does all that much, though. Not that he needs that much. I think he's decent. He he should be above 50% uh, for him to be balanced because he's pretty simple. Um, but he really just goes up and down with meta more than anything else, in my opinion. 
Bomo, what do you think? Good. The next champion too. I these are the four champions that I'm always banning in solo queue. Like I always ban junglers as a mid laner because I think they're just way too strong for what they do. If if one of my teammates hovers though those champions, it's fine. But I'm always trying to make sure that three of these four champions are always banned in a game because they just are so strong. So uh... at least I know that I'm. It it feels it feels good that I I realize that they're strong and I've been banning them. That is <laughs> nice. Nerfed, but yeah, it was it was kind of annoying playing as a mid laner against all these champions. Really, um, they just are able to do so much, and it's it always seems like these guys were always just fed out of their mind, just from like double killing bot lane or whatnot. It just seemed like they were able to snowball too easily, and so. I'm glad that I think they're missing one off this list. I do agree with you that these are the most these are the ones that I don't like to face either. I think they're missing Shaco from this list as well though. AD Shaco has been going crazy for a while now. Hmm. Uh, tell that to all my solo queue games. I, I the Shakos on my team go like conquer into AD. Why? I'm like what is Just go hail of blades. Is this your first time playing Shaco? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I have I haven't noticed any enemy shakos because all my teammates keep picking them and play some random oh, random no. stuff and it's just, maybe I didn't notice shakos broken but these four are so oppressive. Yeah. So the fourth one, uh, why don't you cover it for us? Is Kindred? That's the fourth one we're talking about. Sure. So with Kindred, um, they're adjusting the E. So the physical damage was eighty to one sixty um, scaling per level plus. 80% bonus 80 plus 8% plus 0.5% per mark mark targets missing health so so the wait so the damage is 80 to 160 plus 80% bonus 80 plus 8% no, times not it's plus 8% so let's say you have two marks so it's yeah. Oh, okay, plus eight percent plus per mark. So if you have two mark. marks, it's then so, plus one percent. Okay. So then that would be plus nine percent in addition to the base stats okay. and the bonus AD stuff that's happening there. So two marks is yes one percent essentially. Mark mark. Okay, targets missing health, <laughs> and it's based on your targets missing health. So now that's being adjusted to the the base value is still the same. But now instead of it being plus eight percent of targets missing health plus the 0.5 per mark mark, it's now plus five percent. So shaving off three percent in 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 its entirety. That's big. I think. And then the slow is also being reduced from fifty percent um, plus five percent per one hundred AP for one second to now thirty percent plus five percent per one hundred percent AP. So. I think the slow was the one that was causing a lot of problems for me. I didn't realize I would I would like greed my flash and end up dying because I didn't realize that the slow allowed them to catch up to me so quickly and also did so much damage. And so this is a good change, in my opinion, from playing a lot of melee champions because I think she's really good into to a bunch of melee champions that she can kite around or just chase down. But it is kind of insane that she can just dive me when she's level six, and I can't do anything either. So this is this totally. is totally good. 
totally agree with you. I hate facing Kindred as well. Even if they're not good or they don't do well, don't enjoy facing them. And I'm glad that the win rate has dropped by 3% so far today. Good all around. Yeah. I. It's insane, too, that they, they're able to just trade their lives for a mark, but it's still worth it for them. And I feel like that's so counterintuitive to... To the gameplay like they suicide for their mark but they get the mark but because they got the mark the death is justified kind of yeah which doesn't make sense to me like you should be set behind because you died but you're not set behind that much because you got your mark. well i don't know if i want kindred to lose marks when she dies but maybe if she gets a mark and then dies within well, not, three well, seconds not... of it maybe that mark is nullified or something like that mm. well yeah I don't, I don't mean like losing the mark but i'm just saying like it doesn't. It feels pretty bad when you're trying to get her off the mark, but she somehow gets it and dies for it. But it's still worth it for her in her in in her point of view, right? So it's it just feels bad that you try to do everything you can to stop it, but she's still able to get it, and you're not even setting her that far behind for killing her for for greeting yep. for that mark, and then she like forces the entire team to come help her for it, which is. Really annoying, too, based on how I lane, and I hate sacking my lane to, to help her with this one instance. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like it uh, known that I played a game of Poppy Jungle against a Kindred uh, two days ago. Yesterday? Yesterday it was, yeah. And, uh, well, I we won the game. I was like 10-0, and 0, uh, but she... I systematically denied her of every mark um, and then also like got our Fiora super far ahead. They had a Pantheon that was 0-14-2 uh, with 85 CS by the end of the game in 23 minutes. It was bad for him. He did not have fun. But uh, yeah, Kindred got one mark the whole game um, and it was like 20 minutes in. She was systematically denied before that and I was confused at one point because it popped up on a different camp and then I put in all chat, like, when did Kendra get a mark? Like, genuinely curious. I wasn't trying to flame them either, because I thought I had them all. But it felt nice, because, yeah, a lot of times Kindreds are running out of a running amok, and hopefully that's happening less. Yeah, I think Kindred was strong, so this was needed. Also, I'll say that I know that Kindred is strong in a solo queue environment. I don't think that she's good or in a pro play environment. And if she's nerfed th seemingly this hard, then she probably won't appear at Worlds, which is selfishly good, because I don't enjoy seeing her in pro play. I feel like it's way overhyped. But that's just me. Yeah, so. I agree too. Okay. Well, John, why don't you cover uh, the Lady of Luminosity for us, Lux. Okay. So Lux, her base mana regen is getting decreased. From 8 to 7. Whoa. Passive damage is getting increased. So it used to be uh, 20 scaling to 190. Now it's 30 scaling to 200. Um, and then they're also changing the scaling on it. It used to be 20%. Now it's 25. And then her Q, they're changing it so that... Um, like putting points into your Q will lower the cooldown. So it used to be 11 at all ranks. Now it's 11 scaling down to 9. And then her E is actually getting um, 
a small nerf. It's just toning down the damage by 5 at every rank. So it's used to be 70 scaling to 270. Now it's 65 scaling to 265. Um, um, I don't really know much, I guess, like about this shit, what this will do. But I don't know. In the blurb it talks about they want to make it so mid lane. Lux is more, uh, I guess, viable or prevalent without making support Lux too strong. But there's not a lot of stuff in her kit to balance around, so it's hard to walk that line. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, because they gave her a few buffs, a few patches back, right? It was in her E and her R. I think so, but, yeah. I don't know why they felt the need to nerf this E, though, in compensation. Like, it's five base damage. It doesn't... It's not a exactly huge what deal. I was thinking. Like, it's just such a small difference. Nothing with the scaling or... Um, I think maybe this is for rewarding yeah, I could better Lux players. I think they shifted the damage to the passive, so you have to proc your passive to, to do the damage. And I, I think for me... From like a mid lane perspective, it's good that they're nerfing yeah. the mana, because um, the E in itself you can clear waves and get a lot of poke off just because how big the E like radius is, and so if you're able to to bait out a bunch of abilities and they waste mana, then it's better for you. But good luxes are good at holding some abilities and not using them right away. So if they're able to to hold it and actually hit them and then proc the passive, I feel like that would be better for those specific players. So I think it's maybe looking to tune up the, the Lux players who are uh, at a slightly higher skill compared to the, the rest of the other Lux players. Yeah. And I've said this before, I, I'm a big fan of these types of changes where you're you're giving more to the, the skillful yes. player of a certain champion. Totally agree with that. And her win rate in mid lane has gone up by almost a full percent in uh, response to this and support has stayed about neutral so maybe they've achieved it yeah i think that's all right yep um next we have nefiri uh so nefiri did need some nerfs um so her base health is going down by 15 so it's now 635 her passive, the cooldown on generating a dog was 25 to 10 seconds based on level. Now it is 30 to 15, so she'll generate dogs slightly slightly slower early game. Uh, and then Nefiri's Packnates will now take 100% bonus damage from melee attacks rather than just normal damage. Um, her Q, the Darkened Daggers. So the recast minimum damage was... Uh, I'm, so that, what I assume, is if you were not already hit by the first one. So this is the recast minimum damage. Um, the bonus, well, the, the base damage is down by five, and then the bonus AD ratio was 70% bonus AD. Now it is 40% bonus AD. That's big. The recast maximum damage is, the ratio stays the same, but it's down by 10 flat. Uh, so she only hits you with the second daggers and misses the first one, then it's going to do significantly less, especially as the game goes on. Um, if she hits you with both of the daggers, it will do slightly less, but still mostly amount, mostly the same. And then the recast heal amount, I'll be honest, I forgot she had a heal in her Q. Uh, 
uh, is down with more points. So it was 45 to 125. Now it is 45 to 105 with the bonus 80 ratio staying the same. Um, additionally, her E is also getting changed. So um, the dash physical damage, the base is staying the same, and then the bonus AD ratio is going down from 60% to 50%, and the flurry physical damage, that's in like the damage in the area around her, uh, was the, oh, so the base is staying the same, but the bonus AD ratio is going down by 10% as well. So basically just tapping down a bunch of her stats, she's been Hover like last patch, she was about a 50% ban rate. People have not been enjoying playing against her, and it's good that they're doing some of this because she does have an extremely simple kit. So, introducing some reward for actually hitting your abilities is good in the queue, and then just lowering other stats a bit because she was a bit overtuned. Even I didn't mind playing against her, but most everyone else that I talked to has not been having fun playing against her. Um, so yeah, Bomo does this. Are you welcoming these changes as a mid laner? Yeah, I didn't mind the damage. Uh, I really like the the change to the doggo. So now melee champions do a hundred percent bonus damage to the dog pack, because in the lane that's what you're really aiming to do. You want to avoid. You want to mainly avoid the Q and the follow up Q for the the proccing the bleed. And while you're avoiding that, you want to kill the dogs so they're doing less damage overall. So I, I'm a big fan of the attacking the dogs instead of like a lot of the other parts of the kit. I know they're slightly hit, but it doesn't seem that big. Yeah, the other stuff not very much. Because yeah, it's yeah, because it's so cheap and it doesn't and the cooldown's pretty low too. So you can you can almost spam this ability um, in lane and not have to worry about it. And so if you're cutting off damage there over time, for sure it might make a difference, but um, the couple short trade just by how strong it already is, it doesn't feel too bad. Yep. Um, her win rate has already dropped by 3% in mid. So, these are impactful. Yeah, I think impactful. I think she's still going to be pretty pretty good, though. Yep, I think so as well. But she should be... She's almost at a 51% win rate. For how simple her kit is, that's where she probably should be. I agree. So, uh, Bomo, do you want to cover Oriana for us? Sure. So the health growth is now increased from 105 to 110 per level. And the W command dissonance does extra damage now. So it was 60 to 240 plus 70% AP based on level. Now it's 70 to 270. So pretty significant jump. You're getting 10 extra damage level 1. Um, this is usually your second max. Um, so after your Q. And then you're getting up to an additional 30 damage. Which I think is pretty big. They buffed her I think she's only gotten buffs in the last patches yeah. I think I've seen her hit. And her ult is at like a ridiculous like 100% and AP or 110% AP. Maybe that was nerfed, but it seems like she's getting really strong. I don't know why people aren't playing her. Maybe I'll start picking her up again, but as like a really good control mage, she seems like she would be really strong, but maybe people just don't like playing her because her playstyle is a little, little rough um, in terms of like... <laughs> So it's a little boring to play her a little bit because it's very, like, by-the-books type of mage. And I know people don't really like that. They like the flashy and, like, a lot of dash champions. But she seems really good right now. So I would definitely recommend picking her up, especially for, like, 
newer players, she's not that difficult to learn. There's nuances to her, but it just seems like her numbers are kind of crap. Her right ultimate, now. for the record, has a 95% bonus AP ratio. Okay, so it's slightly nerfed, but still 95%. And the, I think maybe the base damage was increased. The level 3 is what, like level 300 3 something? Level 3 is 550. Is okay, that's... Because <laughs> that's, that's to so everyone much. around, too. Yeah. And so that's that's every single person you catch in your ultimate. And then by that time, you'll probably have two 300 AP. So you're looking at a good 700 damage just hitting your ult plus your, your W. It, you, you can get up to easily like... A thousand eleven hundred for a a shockwave plus QW combo, which is kind of disgusting. Yeah, so in thir- on thirteen twelve, her AP ratio on her ultimate went up. It was ninety percent, so now it is ninety five, and it still is ninety five. And then the base damage was two fifty to f- uh, four fifty. Now it's two fifty to five fifty, which is what it is now. So it had it did get AP ratio and base damage increases. But her, like her win rate right now is she's not she's I wouldn't say she's easy to play I'd say she's like medium difficulty or so, um, and she has a fifty point two percent win rate and her pick rate doubled since last patch so she's pretty good and if she doesn't get nerfed we will see this at Worlds there's no way that we don't see Orion at Worlds she probably should have been picked somewhat in the season and she just wasn't. She's gotten a few buffs in the last bit of patches. Mm-hmm. She hadn't been touched since 13. Yeah, I guess my argument before is... that it was 13.4, I saw. Okay. Yeah, I guess my argument is why would you pick her over Azir? I feel like Azir just brings so much more to the table. Uh, but yeah, maybe, maybe there's a chance we see her being picked, but in my opinion, it's like Azir just seems so much, so much better. Than her and it does it does a similar job of as a control mage you just put your soldier down and auto attack and it seems like it's like power creep almost with the zero and what Oriana, I, but the numbers aren't lying in terms of like her damage it seems like it's pretty nuts so i'll try her out okay, now cool what that. i would love to see actually because pro players could pull it off is to pick azir thinking that it's mid lane put it in bot because you can put azir bot totally fine uh, and pair it with, you know, like a Seraphine if you want, or a Senna, or I don't know, something else that has a lot more power early, perhaps like a Zyra. Put it down there. Totally fine. And then you put Orion, and then you pick Orion and put her in mid. Um, you get the best of both worlds because then Azir can fly in, and then you can shockwave onto him, and then he throws away everyone with the uh, Emperor's Divide. Sounds like it's pretty nasty if you could pull it off. So, I do say, I do think that people have toyed with oriana support i don't think her numbers are in a way where she can be played very easily with that right now yeah i just think there are way she better options doesn't have enough yeah agreed she takes too long to actually realistically scale because early on other than her autos her damage is pitiful Okay, uh, next we have Quinn. So Quinn's health uh, growth was 99, now it's 107. Her Q, the physical damage, uh, the ratios are not changing, but the base damage is going down by 20? Late? Am I reading this right? It was 20 to 120, now it's 20 to 100. 
and her ratios are unchanged on the Q, and her E, the vault, uh, her physical, the physical damage was 40 to 160, now it is 40 to 140. So she does less damage on her Q and her E, but is a little tankier. Um, and they're doing the same thing they do into Akshan, basically, just like lowering damage a little bit, and increasing, uh, dura uh, increasing durability slightly. I don't know, this... Uh, I think it's a bigger deal for Quinn than some other champions you could have done this with because Quinn isn't bursting for the most part, especially early where she just wants to slowly tap the top laner down. But uh, I don't know. This seems kind of weird. No, I, I feel like I don't see Quinn all that often. No, bar barely ever. Her win rate has, with her pick rate, changing by like... A tenth of a percent her win rate has changed by a tenth of a percent so she's roughly the same champion so far okay that's enough um samira is getting 30 extra base health john do you think that this matters at all i mean it's nice but i don't think it's like a i don't think it's an insane change um it talked about her how... win rate went up by uh about one percent with a slight pick rate increase. Really? Okay. I mean, maybe it's bigger. I think. I mean, we're only on the first day of the patch, though. Yeah. So I don't know. It may not be. A it big just deal. doesn't seem that big, but early, I guess it's nice. But um, I don't know. I feel like you're playing Samira to play with a. Engage support with a knockup, you know. So I don't know. I guess this is just yeah. nice since shield bow is seems not so great. Um, yep. so it'll make her a little tankier. But um, overall, I don't think it's a huge, huge change. But it's just my first impression. I agree with you. Yeah. Shield bow is getting changed this patch, but not in a way that'll really affect her all that much either. Yeah. Okay, so this change I am excited about. I've been playing a bit more Trindamir lately, and his attack range is going up by 50, and then his AD is going down by 4. So overall, this is a bigger, this is a pretty nice uh, buff. Um, even though he's losing 4 damage, he's gaining 50 attack range that's big so apparently uh trundle master yi and darius and some others also have 175 auto range um and it makes sense that he should have a pretty good auto range for Amelia because he has that giant sword so yeah uh i think that this is great it's i already think trinomir is decent but i definitely like this as well it'll be nice and then put this with lethal tempo he's going to be getting Probably at like 300 auto range or so. It'll be sweet. Yeah, that is pretty wild. I think it'd be like, isn't it just an extra 100 for melee? So is it 100? Two... I don't actually know. Let me look. Or is it? Is it 50? Maybe it's 50. I thought. But I think it'd be the realm of like an Irelia auto, which is really long. <laughs> I thought it was a percent. So let me see. Oh, you're right. It's for you're right. It's flat. It's flat range. 50. So he'll be at 225 then. Once he has it fully stacked. And then what's Irelia's attack range? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of nutty. Attack range 200. Hers, the, his is bigger with lethal tempo than hers. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And so oh. if if you if you flash away, you can still get an auto attack off, and then it would crit and you die. That's probably gonna be so tilting. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> the he the just range like, just so yeah, long. Just like, what you feel so far away from him, and he's still <laughs> just hitting you like five times every second. Yeah. <laughs> the- yeah, now his norm his his normal auto attack range now is his previous yeah. lethal tempo auto attack range. And now <laughs> it's, it's with lethal tempo you're at a hundred hundred extra range compared to his He becomes a range champion like when, when he so gets long. lethal tempo <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that's but, insane. Okay, this definitely was warranted. I'm looking at the list of champions out of 175. There's a lot of them, but I'll just name some of these that makes a lot of sense. Like uh Let's see. So Trindamir was not there before, but like Tom Kench had it. Silas has 175 for some reason, even though he's punching people. Orn has 175. Um, Meganar does. Kane does. That makes some more sense. Cassante has 175. Jarvan does. Garen has 175. Fizz has 175 too, folks. Uh, so does Belveth. Like, okay, he he should have been in this tier as opposed to at 125 with. Akali, Alistair, Amumu, Blitzcrank, Braum, Camille, uh, like Cho'Gath and Mundo are still there. Echo, uh, Jason, Melee-Form. Like, there's a lot of people at one. Actually, 125 is the ba- is the lowest in the game. So I think it's warranted for his weapon to be that. But yeah, it is kind of crazy that you're now getting a bu- that much more range. So... Um. Okay. Well, that's Trindamir. Uh, I actually am curious. I didn't even look at his stats because I was too busy looking at the wiki. Um. I mean, I'm I'm sure this is a buff. Uh, he in Emerald plus in let's look at top first. He's now at a 51.9 percent pick rate. Before he was 49.2. Um, and then in mid lane he didn't have a win rate before, and he didn't have enough play rate. Now it's like 52.6, and it does have a low sample size. But we're looking at like 1,300 games or so, so it's enough. He's doing a lot better, which is not surprising, given what we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, he does seem to be doing a little bit better. Yep. Um, Bomo, you want to take TF for us? Sure, they're increasing the damage on the Q. So the base damage is still 60 to 220 base on level, but instead of it being... 80% AP, it's now plus 90% AP. Big deal, not a big deal. I I, I don't know. I feel like, in general, he's always lacked damage. Um, I don't know how much the, the 10% AP matters too much, because a lot of the the builds are like utility-focused with like Everfrost and Rapid Fire Cannon. Maybe, maybe the full AP TF might be the way to go, like Luden's um shadow flame death cap type of build and maybe it prevents presents a lot of global pressure now but it just seems like he just doesn't have enough damage but maybe you don't need damage with him you just need the strong thing about him is his yep. gold card right and then being able to ult anywhere and then stun anyone with a point and the click. rapid fire range is crazy with it and it is if he goes everfrost yeah. like you're saying like all of his builds that op.gg are recommending is everfrost with uh, rapid fire 
and Lich Bane and Zanya's in some order. That's everything that is mm-hmm. has any play rate. Yeah, so maybe it bumps up his damage just a little bit. I, I do think that if you go AP, I think you can easily clear minions now. Uh, you could before, I think. You took so DMAT maybe, and then you used it on like two creeps. Yeah, but I don't think you have to take oh. DMAT anymore. So if you don't have to take DMAT, maybe there's a chance that you can run some other damage rune or master runes mastery runes one of those but yeah maybe maybe you don't need dmat anymore for the range and then you can just clear it yeah. insta yeah i don't know the damage thresholds on the minions and everything but i i wouldn't be surprised if that opens up i mean it definitely opens up more customization who knows if that actually is worth it his win rate realistically hasn't really changed at all uh it actually has basically not changed um his pick rate's gone up a little bit i feel like he's so. pretty bad right now yeah, but they're, it, if they're going to buff him, buff him hard, like, the patch after Worlds. That's what I'd like to see. Don't buff him that much right now because he's a pro play geared champion, like some others that we've talked about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Bomo was saying, like you really got to take advantage of his global and getting those big gold cards off. Um, yep. I don't know. Personally, though, I think the AP damage like is the most fun to play. But yeah, yes. I agree with what both of y'all were saying. So, um, oh yeah, it's a big Aram buff, buff for sure. Let's go, big Aram buff. <laughs> Speaking of another champion that I've recently played in Aram that needed buffs and is getting buffs is Vex. So Vex's Q base damage is increased uh, by. 10 at all ranks. The AP ratio is unchanged. And then the W cooldown, that's the shield, um, it was 20 to 12 seconds. Now it's 16 to 12 seconds. So it's just until you start maxing this, because this is your last max, um, you get you get it four seconds faster. Uh, this is nice. Again, they have to be careful with Vex with Worlds coming up because she can absolutely turn mid-games on its head or just... Com- I mean, she's a win-harder champion in a lot of ways. Um, that being said, I've played her in Norms, I've played her in Aram, and it felt like she needed some buffs. So I think she probably needs more than this for the unskilled folk like myself, but maybe this is enough to push her into pro play. We'll see. I think if TF is picked a lot, Vex is probably not a bad answer into her because you can match that early team fight power, and you can kind of roam and follow. Especially if he's porting, you can throw your surge on him and then once he lands you can use your r again and then follow globally so yeah yeah uh actually when i play vex w is my second max so i might move away from the w second max yeah and then you were maxing q Uh, w then e i assume yeah q w e yeah i thought the shield was really i think the values of the shield are really good and so i've been maxing it just so i can have a lower cooldown but now it's it's a rank three cooldown at level one, so maybe I don't need to to max the second. I can go e second, but I think the having a a, sl- a lower cooldown on the shield is just so much more valuable, especially if you're always going in um, to the middle of the fight. I feel like I valued the shield a lot more than the e. When maybe I put her. two points in because then you're at like you're almost at the rank four value with only two. But I also don't know what the yeah I might try that out yeah e two scaling, points. I don't know how good it is with 
I'll look at the wiki real quick here, uh, just to see, because uh, I don't know about how maybe like putting points in E is kind of dumb. Like putting points in Renata Q is kind of dumb because it does nothing really. Uh, the cost goes up pretty much. The effect radius, that's uh, cast distance. The damage goes up. The slow goes up on the E, as does the AP ratio. So it actually is worth putting points into. Okay. Cool. Uh, as far as win rates, Vex went so far from... She's now at 52.5. Previously... It was, oh, come on, website, 51. So 1.5% increase and a, a small pick rate increase. Seems appropriate. Uh, okay, John, do you want to take Vi? Yeah, sure. Uh, Vi, her um, passive shield... Uh, health scaling is getting increased. It's going from 10% of her max health to 12%. Um, her W, the cooldown um, reduction, is getting increased. So um, the passive uh, cooldown reduction is going from 3 seconds to 4 seconds. And then her E, um, the cooldown is going from 14 scaling to 8 to 12 to 8. Um and then the last thing, and then the uh, little blurb it talked about, this is mainly for pro, but um, her physical damage is going down from... Um, on the R. Yep, on the R. Um, from 150 to 500 to 150 to 400. And then the scaling is going from 110% of her bonus AD to 90%. So turning down her R a little bit. I mean, I like all of these changes. I think these are these are good. I think they, I mean, they nerfed her pretty hard, but she was really strong for for a while. Felt like so. I don't know. I think these are good changes overall. Hundred percent agree. Okay. Uh, let me see about win rates. See how this has changed so far. But uh, I'm guessing it'll probably be a net buff for solo queue and a nerf for pro play. Uh, well, I was definitely right. Her pick rate has barely increased, and so far she's gained 3% in win rate off of this. Probably because most people were not building her lethality, because lethality builds are just objectively worse now with all of this. The longer you're in the fight, the more you're going to benefit from everything they did here, so... If you weren't going the Sunder build, if you are going Eclipse and Lethality before, it's less valuable. It can still work, totally can, but not as well. So, uh, Zareth is getting some changes. So Zareth's base mana regen was 8, now it's 6.85. His passive, the mana surge, the cooldown refunded on unit kill was 2 to 2.5, and then the W mana cost was 70 to 110, now it's 80 to 120. This is basically rewarding you. Uh, if you're spamming W, then you're going to have a little less mana. Just kind of adjusting his mana patterns and stuff like that. You need to be able to kill units to then get your, uh, your passive coming up more frequently to restore mana. They're, I mean, it's more of a support nerf than anything because in mid lane you're killing units pretty consistently if you're 
not trolling. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Bomo, what do you think about, do you face mid Zareth at all, or do you not really see it? Not really right now, but I, I did feel like Zareth was really good. I just didn't see a lot of people play. It's kind of the same thing with like Orianna, where if you if you lose your flash on Zareth, <laughs> you're kind of not a, a champion at that point because they can just perma gank you over and over again. Yeah. You can't really do anything. Um, but in itself, he, he I guess he is a good artillery mage. Um, but I would rather pick Ziggs over Zareth if I was looking for like that type of artillery mage because you have a little bit more tools to to get out of rough situations where Zareth doesn't really. I would also rather pick Velkaz than Zareth generally too. Mm-hmm. That being said, both of them are harder to play effectively than Zareth as well. You don't have a really cool dance. Yeah. He does have a very cool dance. Zareth's win rate has gone down about 1% in each roll in response to this. So, Yep. Uh, Zin Zhao's passive heal has been adjusted. Uh, the heal on third stack... So every third auto. So it was 60 to 74 based on your level, plus 10% AD, plus 65% AP. Now it is 3 to 3.5 to 4% at levels 1, 6, 11, plus 65% of AP of your maximum health. So you it no longer has an AD scaling at all. It just has a higher scaling flat, and the AP ratio is untouched. Um they're trying to incentivize you less to spec into lethality, and that's Zin Zhao's best build right now. He feels fine overall. I've played him once. He feels okay as a bruiser, uh, but it's still not as good as just going like lethality with Eclipse and um, an Essence Reaver and Collector. So hopefully this actually brings them more into parity. Coming in hot with my AP Bruiser Zin Chao build right. again. After they added AP ratios, I played a lot of AP Zin Chao, and so it's 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 time again. Just build Riftmaker, Nashers, and to Rylize. <laughs> a bunch of health and AP, and we just insta-heal every auto-attack, or every other auto-attack, or third, I guess. Cosmic but Drive yeah. would be good on him. We'll bring that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just health and AP. That's what I would build, just health and AP. <laughs> I like it. You just get in there and just start autoing things down and you just heal a bunch. Yeah. Well, so why not go Sunderer and Nasher's Tooth? Why go Riftmaker? Because you get innate healing by stacking up Fair. Riftmaker. And I think the Omnivamp is pretty good. I just like being a drain, drain, AP drain tank is kind of my favorite. Kind of like the Gwen. I really like Gwen a lot as a champion. What about Swain? And so... I don't like the aspect that I I can't really it feels like my auto attacks are not doing anything. I'm a, I'm a very like auto space oriented person, I think. I think that's why I really like Yone because of the the auto attack spacing and like okay. the Q. Um and the Swain itself, it feels like if you miss your abilities then well, of course, you're not going to feel good if you miss your abilities, but it just feels like it's so it's such a long cooldown where a lot of the fights you kind of just have to stand there and then you you do auto attacks that don't really feel like they're meaningful not if you go a tanky ability haste build my man and they can't kill you because of your ult if Maybe, you go yeah. 
Uh, I mean, you could go Roa, but I really like going um, Riftmaker and uh, Archangels, and then like Spirit Visage, and then just you know full other tank stuff. You could go mm-hmm. Anathemas in there too if they have one isolated type there, but you know, uh, cooldown boots and your your autos because you go Conqueror with that as opposed to going like Electrocute or Comet or something. You're going Conqueror and then you're con- you're autoing to consistently deal a little bit of damage, but continue to make sure that you're uh, proccing your presence of mind too. Like it's it's pretty cool. I I think it's pretty fun to play. But you can play no, Gwen I don't like instead. playing Gwen. I find her <laughs> like I, it. It feels clunky for me. I don't like it. Oh, I really like Gwen. I'm a big fan of Gwen. I played her a lot in mid when she was like first release, but now she seems relegated to top lane. But maybe I'll play her back. Mid you can again. play her in the jungle. It's I really not that like great, Gwen but you can play champion. her in the jungle. I have to jungle then, and that's not. What I <laughs> Says, yeah, Keep me out of she's that actually place. pretty decent right now, though. What do you think her win rate is? Gwen, Gwen, Who? yes. Gwen? Uh, yeah, she doesn't have lane? any other stats in other lanes. Uh, I don't know, probably like 49. 51? Okay. She's not that strong. <laughs> if she was 51, there's no way she wouldn't get nerfed before pro play, before Worlds. Oh, yeah, I feel like if no she's way. at 51, like... Good God! Yeah, something's wrong. So something seriously wrong. <laughs> yeah, then she's at like GP levels of OP. Hmm. Zinzao's win rate and pick rates haven't changed all that much, so we'll see. Maybe that is because when like people are not adjusting their builds, not quite sure. Uh, and then the last champion change is Zoe. Her base health regen has been increased by one, so it's now six point seven 7.5 as opposed to 6.5. And then her MR reduction on her E when she hits you with the Sleepy Trouble Bubble, it was 20 to 30% scaling with ability rank. Now it is 30% at all ranks. Slight buffs, especially helping mid... Well, actually, this helps mid and support Zoe. Um, yeah, I, I like the health regen. Because she is taking some damage generally. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't do that much though. Because Zoe is not in a, an amazing state. But again, if they're going to buff her, they're going to buff her much harder post worlds. Because Zoe is very good and in uh, skilled hands. Another good buff, in my opinion, similar to like the the other skill, like the Lux buff. I think it's good if you if you're able to hit your ease consistently, then it's I think it's usually your second max is, anyways. Yeah. But you can get the the thirty percent MR shred is nothing to joke about if you hit it, and the damage with the follow up Q is kind yeah. Of I mean, at level six with a lost chapter, you can kind of one shot most people if you're getting a decent distance. Yeah, I still play it in support every once in a while. I don't play it in mid lane though. I'm not aggressive enough to do that. I don't want to deal with minions and shit like that. Let my ADC do that. I just want to fire abilities at the enemy. But I like this, especially as a a Zoe Aram fanatic. Okay, so that's the rest of the champions, and now we just have some item changes. Actually, we have a decent amount of them, and then. Uh, some rune and system changes as well. So, um, first item that's getting changed is Bloodthirster. The Engorge health requirement for the bonus AD. So, before you would get bonus AD that scaled depending on your level. Uh, if you had over 50% of your health, now it's above 70% of health. This makes it 
I think, a lot worse of an item. You basically need to be mostly full health in order to be reward, like actually have this be uh, giving you what you're looking for from it. I don't know. I think this is significantly worse now. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I was still getting this, uh, like, fourth item on Rengar. I think it's super good. I think it'll still be pretty good because, like, I mean, ideally you're jumping out of a bush almost full health. So, right at that point, like, where you're at your fourth item, I wouldn't get it before then anyway. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is, like, for everyone else, uh, in general, I think it's just a lot... It's just uh, more annoying to deal with. Like, you're just not getting nearly as much value if you're not above that threshold. So, because it's, it's a lot of AD. Yeah, I think... Um, especially late game. The only other champions that I can think that would still realistically enjoy this would be Aphelios would enjoy it. And maybe Crit Zeri, but I don't even know about that one. Uh, I think it's kind of Justin Aphelios and maybe like Draven at best there, but still not even Draven that much. I think it makes it harder to justify buying this item now, because before you would make the, the choice of going Bloodthirst or Shield Bow, but I feel like now you always want to go Shield Bow because it's 400 gold cheaper, and you don't have to meet a certain requirement to actually use its passive, while Shield Bow, the pra- passive will always proc for you, so I think Shield Bow is probably a better item. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't we segue and cover Shield Bow then so we can do the direct comparison, especially because Shield Bow has been buffed on this patch. So the Lifeline Shield was 215 to 500, scaling at levels 11 through 18. So level 11 below, the shield was always 215. Now that base shield is 290. So you're probably getting like the level 13 value at level 11. Um, and then late, late game, this is still the same. It doesn't get any better later on. Uh, this ju- It's just overall better. So if you're getting to three items by level 11, you're already really fed. So this would be a better idea to get some defense to stop them from shutting you down. But um, I, I do agree with your guys' assessment that if you're going to be looking for a lifesteal crit item, shield bow is the better one to take nine times out of ten. Cool. Uh, okay, the one that most people have been screaming about, <laughs> Dustblade, is getting changed, folks. So, uh, the Night Stalker passive uh, has been changed to functionally mask or match other untargetable effects. Dustblade will not, still not block towers. So, uh, before like it would ignite damage would stop any dot or anything that they would be affected by. Uh, not like an Anivia ultimate, but anything else that's already applied on them would stop, which would people wouldn't die because of that. So that is gone. And then uh, now it destroys incoming non-tower projectiles when triggered. So like, let's say an auto attack is about to hit the person, they get the passive, that auto attack disappears. It's gone. They're not going to get hit by it. So they're changing the way that it works to make basically like so you're going to get affected by stuff that's already on you, but anything coming towards you will not trigger yet. Realistically, just make them go invisible again. I far prefer that to people being invulnerable. It's just so much. Or 
make the stats a lot worse. So you're going to really value the invulnerability as opposed to actually getting decent damage out of it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm alone, though, but I, I hate facing Dustblade users. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's, like, I'm I'm okay with this. I mean, I thought it was pretty wild that you couldn't take any damage while also being untargetable. So, I mean, it's whatever. I, I, I think this is healthy for the game, but uh, I don't know. I kind of miss old Duskblade. Same. I, it was I so gratifying the couple times when you could get a full five stack together and everyone goes Duskblade. You're in a team fight and boom, everyone's invisible. Yeah, that was, I mean, the and even I guess I meant like the iteration before that. I liked a lot more. Um, I don't know. I guess to me it was like they went from the problem of having to deal with the issues of having like a being having a character that can go invisible super like get the benefit of that passive a bunch in a fight and just be like permanently invisible it felt like but then to a new problem of like they just are untargetable like even if you like i guess with the invis like you could guess where they might be but like with this and it just being untargetable is pretty insane right like and i guess the way they coded it was like just so like I don't know, you weren't on the map almost because, I mean, you just can't take damage, like, even if you got ignited. So I think this is, like, a, just a good change overall. But um, obviously I've used Dustblade a good bit, but I don't know. I'll just have to see how it feels. I played one game earlier, went Duskblade on, uh, on Rengar, and it felt felt fine to me, but... Or no, actually, I did yeah. not. I didn't go Duskblade. I actually went um, Eclipse. I think Eclipse becomes a more attractive option. Um, but I don't know. I think Duskblade is still going to be all right. But these, I think, are good changes, like for the health of the game. Yeah, and it realistically it doesn't change that much it just helps those edge cases where you're ignited i mean it says it right here if you have someone that's ignited and then they stop taking ignite damage because there was a takedown in the fight like that's that's a little a little fucked up uh and that should be gone now yeah so i know no uh, i think the stat i think the stats are still too good for what dustblade provides personally though I mean, it's like good stats and good passive, really. But yeah, there's almost I have since Dustblade came out, I have not built Eclipse once. I like Eclipse, personally, like I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like the stats aren't as good, but uh, I don't know. I think it's just nice for skirmishing, but Dustblade is great for the team fights. Yeah. Uh, next item that's been changed is Evan Shroud. The damage amplification when you put CC on an enemy was 10% your allies would do to it. Now it is 7%, so a slight nerf. Realistically, I think this is because a lot of 
tank junglers have been building Evan Shroud as opposed to building a tank mythic and they're hitting it that way. Uh, that's what I think is like the subtext of this. It does say that they're trying to bring it in line with uh, Locket and incentivize people building Locket because I basically never see anyone build Locket anymore. Um, so maybe it'll be a bit better. Thoughts on Evan Shroud? Anything, guys? Uh, I don't. I just don't build it a whole lot, but I know Goose always says it's super good. So this is probably needed. Yeah. In the Aram we played over the weekend, John, I built it on Belva. Oh yeah. That's awesome. For a W. Learn I learned it from my support yeah, I learned it from my support player who plays Belva awesome. support and would build Elven Shroud. But I think this is now the weakest it's been because when the first re- when the item first released it was a a twelve percent. And then they reduced it to nine percent, and then no one played it after that. And then they buffed it to ten, but now it's to seven. So from release, it's down a whole five percent, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And the duration is down from what it used to be as well. Dang. Okay. Um. Yep. Gore drinker. Uh, gore yeah. drinker is also getting changed. Yeah, John, talk us through gore yeah. drinker. So the item recipe for Gore Drinker is getting changed. Um, it used to be a Iron Spike Whip with a Caulfield's Warhammer and a Kindle Gem. Now it's the Iron Spike Whip with a Phage and a Kindle Gem. So Phage instead of a Warhammer. And then the health is getting increased by 100 from 300 to 400. Um, also, I guess one thing to note is for Gore Drinker, the total cost is uh, the same. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Gold Drinker was. It was just alright, in my opinion. So I, I don't know. It probably needed some, some love. Uh, maybe whenever I play against super melee heavy teams, I can go the gross Gore Drinker Graves with Black Cleaver that oh you absolutely love, I know. And with ghosts, oh and then God. just yeah, it sounds yeah, like I was just stuff. thinking like you need ghosts. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> no, uh, but I yeah. it's it I I don't like that. That is a possibility. Is really what I don't like. But I do like Gore Drinker as an item. Yeah. I think it's very fun. I do too. So like, if you enjoy playing Graves, then like Graves Gore Drinker sounds like it's a lot of fun in theory. I mean, I think this is great for release in too. I mean, this is always nice. Uh, Zin Zhao, Zin Zhao, like yeah. anyone that really Renekton. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people who should be building Gore Drinker and weren't, maybe this will help it. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Like I feel like Aatrox, right? Should be like a, he should build a Gore Drinker. But yeah, hopefully that gets changed with the changes we talked about earlier. But he just I like I can't remember the last time I saw Aatrox build Gore Drinker. Which is just crazy to me. I think it was probably by me in an ARAM. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see it either. But yeah, I think it needed a little bit of love, but it'll be nice. We'll see where, where the changes land. And maybe Red Kane actually starts to build this instead of full lethality now, true. too. Very true. Yeah. Uh, we already went through Shield Bow, so we have three more items. Um, 
It's a lot of text here. Okay, Spear of Sojin. Uh, they're trying to make it a solid middleweight fighter item. So the item recipe has been changed. It was Caulfield's Warhammer plus BF Sword plus Kindle Gem. Now it is Caulfield's Warhammer plus Pickaxe plus Kindle Gem. Because of the recipe change, the, although the total item cost is unchanged, the combined cost went from 100 to 525. Uh, the AD went from 65 to 60, so it lost 5 AD, but it did gain 150 health. So it was 350, now it is 500. And then the Dragon Force... Um, oh my god. Okay, so... And this is uh, ability haste that gets granted to non-ultimate abilities, I believe... Just as just to exist with them, so it was eight plus eight percent bonus AD haste for melee champions, and then six plus six percent for range. Now it is sixteen plus four percent bonus AD for melee champions, and twelve plus three for range. So it's a buff before two hundred bonus AD, and then after that, it is power neutral or nerf for Dragon Force specifically. They're trying to make this basically like you would want to go Gore Drinker, like we we're just talking about, and this, and then tank items is realistically what they're looking for, or Sterics or something like that. Like it could they're trying to make it contend for item slot two on bruisers. And I think that this gets it pretty damn close to doing so. Yeah, I think that's that's a good assessment of it, because I don't it's felt right now and it's or it's past iteration before this uh these patch like came out. It uh, it just felt like it was very niche for a few people, like Jax, Hecarim. I think it was Hecarim, really good on. Yeah. Um, it felt win harder as well. It yeah. didn't feel like a generally good and item. You weren't going it uh, like with the exception of those champions. Like you were going it like third item, right? So it's I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't being built in general very much. So I think this is a good good way to do that. Yeah. Uh, Bomo, any thoughts on Spear? No, I never really use this. Don't item. worry, I don't either. Most people. You don't, don't. go Spear on on you. <laughs> no. What about on uh, your Diana when you build Riftmaker? Uh, or sorry, that's Riftmaker Yone. You don't build no. Riftmaker Diana. My bad. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, here's an item that I'm. I think we're all, most people are happy to see being nerfed, is Static Shiv. <laughs> uh, the bonus damage against champions, specifically, the AP ratio on it is getting cut in half again, so it was 30%, now it is 15%. Uh, this doesn't actually, I was hopeful one before I read this, but now it doesn't really do anything, because this is mostly just built on AD champions now. They just really don't want it on, to be as effective on, they say, AP Kaisa, or AP Varus, or like LeBlanc can build this, or uh, I don't know, you can build it on some other champions, but it's, it's just a wave clear, it's just making it wave clear, otherwise it's kind of it's kind of garbage stat-wise otherwise. It's very satisfying, I will say that. It's a lot of fun to use, but I don't think it's very good, and this makes it worse. Yeah, I agree. Bomo, you're nodding along. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's, but I've, I worry that this will be another useless item now, though, because it was very niche with its AP scaling, so you could have a lot of champions build it, but I don't know, maybe... It might not be built that much anymore. I think it's just going to be, like, if you're... You're going to build it if you're just trying to survive 
against mid game really because you don't you build this first and then you're probably getting it by what nine minutes or so by that point early laning phase is over so you're getting it for the lane to mid game transition and at that point if you've bought this unless your champion is just inherently way better than the other person than the other champion you're facing in lane or champions if you're talking about lane you're kind of giving them back control or conceding the rest of that transition there. So it's just not that good. Now, if you're behind and you manage to get Static Shiv, it allows you to stem the bleeding really hard. Uh, I was playing Trendemir yesterday against a Gragas top, and I hate facing AP Gragas, but he was uh, he was doing pretty well, and then I built Static Shiv, and I could kind of ignore him at that point. I could clear the wave, go take Gromp, walk back, and let him do his thing, kind of. But um, I don't know. I, I'm happy that this item is getting nerfed. I don't think this is the way they should do it. I think it should be like lower the actual damage on the bolt or make it not jump as far, perhaps. Cool. Everyone agrees with me. Um, last one is Stridebreaker. It's getting 75 health. They're giving it a buff because they buff Gore Drinker, so they're making it a little bit better, uh, especially because this item barely has any users, so... It, maybe it helps them a little bit. So the Darius, the Garen, uh, I don't know who else who else builds Strybreaker? Tank Nocturne? Yeah, Tank Nocturne. Yeah, Bruiser Nocturne. I've seen Bruiser Nefiri build this. But that's it. Yep. It seems pretty good on Nefiri too, because you just stick to them and they can't get away. Doesn't uh, just, yeah, Olaf do Strybreaker? Or I guess Core Drinker or Strybreaker? Yeah, in pro play, I think he goes Stridebreaker just to be able to get on and stick on to people. Yeah. What about Str oh, uh, maybe uh, Rexai, right? Doesn't Rexai like um, like the Bruiser Rexai? Yeah, Rexai does like yeah. this now. This is a Rexai. Item. I didn't think about that. Told you so. I I didn't either. Even though I ban Rexai every game, Did, I forgot yeah. about that. She's still pretty. Ooh. She's she was the best jungler on last patch, statistically. I don't want to face her. No, yeah, thank you. Please. Okay. Uh, one rune futures market is they're saying it's overperforming, and I really don't like this. <laughs> uh, futures market was it's been overpowered for what three, four years at this point, and they're finally touching it. Uh, the debt limit starts at it used to start at one forty-five, and you get plus five per minute. Now it starts at 100 and you get plus eight per minute. So this is a buff starting at like 18 minutes, but pre-18, it's not a buff at all. They're really saying that uh, it's consistently being picked by junglers more so than any other role. They're trying to stop junglers from being able to get their first item so much faster. And that makes me sad as a AP Maokai futures market first strike money printing machine. <laughs> this man's just printing, printing money. Printing money with, with saplings. Yep, I'm making little trees. They're get and they're returning me the money. I'm cutting them down for me, <laughs> and it just yeah. But yeah, uh, that's the last of those changes. I mean, does what do you guys think about the futures market change? Because that's actually I think a, a decent thing, especially for mid lane too. Yeah, I I definitely took this a, a decent bit on Rengar and really just all junglers because. Uh, I took it a good bit on Graves, too. It's just so nice being able to um, get the power spike, if you're, especially if you're just a little short. 
But yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely been overpowered for a while, like you were saying. So. Yep. Bomo, thoughts on this futures market change? I'm not too sure. It might slow down some of the the mid lane. So I was going a lot of futures market to get lost chapter pretty early. So I'm wondering how much that would affect that. Because um, you can get a lost chapter at like yeah. four minutes <laughs> with futures market and going in debt. And so you could just perma wave clear and not have any downsides. So maybe that's a, a five minute issue now because you'll also be farming more minions but yeah I'm, I'm curious maybe it lines up better with using tp so you when you back when you're at like around five minutes to get your lost chapter tp back and then you'll theoretically if you don't engage with your laner then you can just perma farm and then by the time you're ready to buy your next uh mythic item then you should have your uh what's the Unleash right. TP back up, so you can TP anywhere with your mythic. So maybe that's a play. Again, I, it's like hard to really tell. It's like a nerf to junglers, but I feel like it could still be good for a mid lane perspective. I think it is still good and almost as effective with anyone who takes first strike and can proc first strike gold to make up for that little bit of deficit, or on Twisted Fate if they're taking Futures Market. I mean, they're not because they're taking DMATs most likely. Um, but if they're not taking DMATs, which if you're wondering why they're not, rewind to earlier when we were talking about TF. But uh, yeah, that, that could still be one. Uh, but otherwise, I think it, I mean, it, it's it's not that I think. It is a straight up nerf otherwise. So yeah, unless you're pinging out a hell of a lot of wards as you see them go down, that could maybe make up for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, overall, I think that's, change um cool so there's a couple systems things as well uh john you mentioned i didn't even see this until right now they're adding a patience bar to dragon thank god yeah i felt like dragon was kind of buggy as well so this whole i don't, I don't know yeah now we'll at least understand it yeah because sometimes it felt like it would just randomly restart the aggro uh so this is just nice to have some visual uh, like indication of where exactly everything is. And then they're changing some of the rounding with catch-up experience in the jungle. Uh, they don't exactly say how it works, just that they're changing it so that if you're slightly less than two levels below the enemy, then you might get catch up xp as opposed to before you wouldn't that's uh that's it for that aram changes and that uh blue essence emporium is back um so yeah and then bug fixes so we did identify a couple that we thought were important to bring up um fixed a bug that caused heal to not grant move speed to the ally heals so i have no idea how long that was in the game but it seems like that was in every case when you pressed heal the other person would not get the movement speed they'd just get the actual health restore that's a big fucking deal uh then also uh fixed a bug that allowed camille to determine if nico was disguised due to her passive adaptive defenses because you can little icon is next to the champion 
and it'll either be orange or blue depending on if they are primarily physical or magic damage. So then that's how she could be able to tell, which is also fucked up. Um, lastly, uh, fixed a bug that caused Caitlyn's pulse fire skin and the chromos to not display the headshot ready indicator VFX. And that's a bit, that's a decently big deal because you're not trading with Caitlyn when she has her headshot. If she doesn't have it, you're more likely to trade with her, but don't trade with her when she has her headshot. You're going to probably lose the trade. Those are the only bug fixes that I saw. Did you guys see anything else that you thought was important to add? Uh, I guess one that I just saw that's, I mean, like, I don't think this is insane or anything, but fixed a bug that caused font of life to not trigger on Lucian's passive light slinger. Like, that's a little frustrating, but glad that's fixed. Yeah, agreed. They have arena bug fixes here, but arena's gone. So I'm guessing these are bug fixes and the game is still technically in because when it returns in like December or so, then it'll be live here. True. Yeah. Um, skins look insane. Yes, they do. These co I love the cosmic skin line whenever they have them. And these ones look great. I do think that the Scion one looks maybe the worst of them all. Uh, I don't like Belveth, but... I think the Belveth one looks amazing. It if does. you haven't seen it in game, just go watch it. It looks so good. What's with the Jin one? Like, is that just uh, like is it? Uh, it's the okay, gotcha okay. skin. So you have to open. If you open like thirty. Uh, chests or like the the capsules then you're guaranteed that skin but you can get it before but it's gotcha. like it's how tft does their like uh chibi character like acquisitions but i think people are saying it's almost like a it's like a mythic chroma kind of like the what's the other champion that had a mythic chroma in the shop but they put it behind like this huge paywall so you have to spend 200 dollars if you're unlucky yeah. to get I mean that's why Mordekaiser it might have right? been it might have been uh Kane perhaps I'm trying to think there are a few though that have had that maybe it was an Evelyn one I don't know Yeah it oh it's the it's the Vagar so the Vagar had a a mythic chroma so all the other skins were like a mythic skin but this is like a it's like a chroma, but they call it its own skin line. But apparently, it's a it recoloring of yeah, like the, dark cosmic. The splash art looks gin. really cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, but you probably won't be. They, they, this is for the whales of League of Legends. So Riot said they wanted to appease the whales, and you can't re-roll it for a whole year. So you'll be able to get it next year by in your loot box. But up to that point, they want to keep it for the people who are paying a lot of money to have a, a skin that to makes show sense. off. I'm glad they're not introducing more whaling from everything else because i play some mobile games where they uh cater to only the whales so i'm glad they're not doing that writ large but it's fine if you want to throw a bone to them makes sense so okay uh anything else that you guys want to chat about before we call it i don't have anything no okay well um Please join us on uh, community nights, which happen Tuesdays at 7.15 Eastern time. They're a good time and uh, last for several hours, so please come join us for that. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, please let us know at the email address, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. Uh, 
uh, trainforcenetwork.com, sorry. And then if you all, you can also drop that feedback in the feedback thread of our Discord server. Don't know how to find our Discord server? Go to our website. Lastly, we have a Patreon, and that the money that we get from that helps keep the lights on. So if you are feeling generous and you'd like the content that we create, please go check that out and sign up for whatever tier feels most applicable to you. Um, this has been episode number 823 of the Trinity Force podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.